welcome back. Welcome back. <laughs> um, it is Elsie and Tiffany back giving you permission to enter. And we have a great guest on this week. We're also giving permission to enter. His name is Matt Thomas. Um, and he was actually on Love is Blind as well. And he is also the founder of Brawl for a Cause. He's got a lot of interesting stuff. We'll find out all about Brawl for a Cause. Might grill him on his relationship right now. Who knows what we're about to do? Who knows? Yeah. But, Matt, you now have permission to enter. I'm honored. I, Welcome. I'm, I'm Welcome. I am permissed. Consent is important, you know? Also pretty interesting, Matt and I were in Athens at the same time when I was at UGA. So it's a really small world oh, yeah. because Lauren was on Love is Blind with Matt. And then I knew Matt way back in the day. I don't know if we necessarily knew each other specifically, but we definitely ran in the same crowd. Yeah, same same circles, same bars, same 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 people. So yeah, small world for sure. In, in Atlanta, and it, more and more, I'm finding it beyond. You know, it's it is such mm-hmm. a small world. Yeah, it definitely is. Okay, so Matt, give us your elevator pitch. Tell us about yourself. Okay. Um, <laughs> what do you do? What are you about? I feel like you have your hands in a hundred different things for sure, all of the time. You're you you have your hands in more things than I do, and I thought I held the record mm-hmm. for you know like just putting your hands in things, palming a hundred <laughs> different things. But. We're just jacks and jills of all trades, you know. Yeah. That's okay. The world needs some of them. Um, so yeah, my name is Matt Thomas. I'm a I'm an entrepreneur in the health and wellness space. Uh, and I, I founded a nonprofit called Brawl for a Cause, which is how I initially connected with LC. Um, and, you know, besides uh, dating on right. Netflix. <laughs> besides, you know, dating. Always a fun way to meet someone. And, um, and, and yeah, I, I, love, I love talking about mindfulness and movement. And, uh, and, and I, I really, uh, I'm really excited to talk about conscious relationships and, and anything else you guys are curious about. Okay, so quickly, Brawl for a Cause, let's talk really fast on why that's unique. So we didn't really touch base on it, but what I think is cool about Brawl for a Cause is that you pair up a, like a celebrity with someone who has been trained to fight for the first time. Do I have that correct? Yeah, you're, you're nailing it. Uh, okay, and then they raise money for a charity individually for like that celebrity, right? So you're doing multiple charities across one network. Yeah. So it can be celebrities. It can be CEOs. It can be everyday people. I mean, we, mm-hmm. we have like cops and firefighters and single moms and it's, it's all walks of life. But the, the, the cool part about Brawl for a Cause is just like the name Brawl for a Cause, you're fighting for some sort of charity that you personally believe in. So a lot of charity boxing events are all for one cause. Mm-hmm. In our events, each fighter has their own 501c3 that they care about that they can sign up for and raise funds and awareness for while we train them for three months to learn how to defend themselves, throw a punch, personally brand, fundraise, the whole deal. And, and for everyone that donates or buys a ticket, they get to come out and watch their friend get punched in the face for what they believe in. Love that. I'm not, I can't fight, but I love watching that. <laughs> yeah, I think that's super cool and very unique. So how did you even come up with the concept of that? You were fighting or boxing before, correct? Yeah. So you have the background. I I grew up doing Taekwondo and I loved it, but my mom wouldn't let me compete. So I I, I did some sparring, but I never got to go to like tournaments. And and so as soon as I got to college, one of the first things I did was was sign up for 
boxing classes and and start to actually like live spar and compete. So I, I competed as a boxer for University of Georgia. Um, but prior to prior to that, I was looking around for like beginner kind of boxing competitions to, to you know like start to learn how to compete. And I couldn't find anything that was just for students or just for novices. Like I I only found events that were like people that had been fighting since they could walk or people that were like training for the Olympics or training. <laughs> yeah. So I was like going to walk into it getting knocked out. I didn't want to do that. <laughs> right. So Fair. just decided to start a, a student only boxing event. Uh, so like what, what I was looking for that didn't exist, I just decided to, to start. And so uh, in, in Athens, there's a, a music venue called the Georgia Theater. Uh, it had just been rebuilt after burning down. And so mm -hmm. we were the, the first non-musical event on the stage of uh, the new Georgia Theater. <laughs> and um, and and from that point on, like we we just kept doing events in Athens. We we went from the Georgia Theater to Bad Manor. Uh, we we went from only benefiting U University of Georgia's uh, charity UGA Heroes mm -hmm. uh, to letting any fighter fight for anything that they cared about. So fraternity guys could sign up to fight for their fraternity's philanthropy. Uh, you could sign up to fight for a for an underfunded student organization. So we had like people from the chess club or people mm -hmm. that uh, wanted to go to a debate. Uh, tournament, but didn't have like money to to for right. travel and that kind of thing. They could sign up to fight for that. Those types of things, and it, it just kept evolving as I kept growing up. So like when I moved to Atlanta, we started doing hotel ballrooms. We started doing black tie. We started having casino games in the events. And we started so having more high profile like <laughs> yeah. radio personalities, celebrities, CEOs get get in the ring instead of just yeah. So that was actually how I first got. Mm -hmm. into the world of Brawl for a Cause, Same. which is really cool because one, I, I just think that the draw behind watching people box that have never done it before <laughs> is so fascinating. <laughs> it's like you're watching your own little mini documentary right there. Like you saw them start from nothing mm -hmm. or you could assume that, you know, six, six weeks ago, they had no idea what was happening. Mm -hmm. And then you get to see like the reveal of their transformation. I think that by itself is super cool. Mm -hmm. And then you get to see this like, cool community come behind fighters and spectators that are all willing to come together for a cause. So I just think that the whole event is super cool. And when I went to it three years ago at the time, Brian Moot, who was a radio co-host of my boyfriend at the time. Now fiance. Thank you. Um, Brian is actually the one who introduced Bert and I to each other. So that's kind of interesting how it all played out. But that event was so much fun. It's just, it's rare to find something that is a cool concept kind of thing, but then you get to dress up like you're a big kid, but then you're like <laughs> doing just fun stuff. I just loved everything about it. I think that it's a really cool event. And, and the event that you came to was unique. It was the first combat sport event on Mercedes-Benz Stadium. Uh, on, on the it was amazing. The so, whole... Last weekend, we just had an, another boxing event on Mercedes-Benz Stadium's field. It was the second one. So mm. only Brawford Calls and Jake Paul have oh, yeah. that field. I um, figured you were involved in that somehow. <laughs> <laughs> no boxing's well, going on in Atlanta without Matt Thomas knowing about it. <laughs> well, I mean, they, they took it to another level. They had like Bieber perform. And yeah. yeah. Was kind of, you know, they, uh, they you know what's funny is my hair girl did Jake Paul's family their hair before the event, which is like so That's cool. Awesome. That's like, yeah, yeah. That cool. such a small world. Very small. Just hanging out with, you know, the Pauls. The Pauls. No big deal. <laughs> I wait, did Jake Paul he won, didn't he? 
Yeah, it was like 45-second knockout. Do you think he paid that guy to lose? I don't. I, I know he paid that guy, um, but that guy is not a striker. And, and Jake Paul's been training like a real boxer for three years, and, and Ben Askren was like 12 months out of a hip surgery, totally out of weight, and, and uh, a striking background. So you, you, you look at his bio and see, oh, he's an Olympian. Oh, he's a one-championship world champion. Yeah. Uh, but it, it's like it's apples and oranges. Like mm-hmm. he he submitted everyone that he ever beat. He never knocked anyone out. Interesting. So it, it, you know, it, it looks good. And Jake Paul's managing team or Jake Paul himself, they're they're brilliant because they're making good matches yeah. for him to climb up, get experience, do it under pressure. Right. Wait, so is that what he wants to do? Is be like a real boxer, professional boxer? He's Jake a professional Paul? boxer right now. I mean, Jake he's Paul. Getting paid, he's getting paid more money than 99% of boxers on the planet. Yeah, that's because he's like an influencer, though. If he wasn't a YouTube person, it would be different, right? I have a confession. If you put Jake Paul's picture right in front of me right now, I would not be able to tell you He's like is. some blonde little idiot boy. Like, he's not... I hate Jake Paul. I like... I Okay, I don't like Logan Paul. I used to really not like Logan Paul at all, but I feel like he has evolved, at least. And I can respect that. But Jake Paul's still just kind of a douchebag to me. Well, Logan's more mature now. And yeah. like, like he's more grown up. Jake is like early twenties and a ton of success and, and playing all the right games, all the right ways. And everyone hates him, and which is another big money move. Like if people hate you, they want to see you get knocked out. That's he's fair playing, for sure. If, fighting yeah. game the right way. So if you're hated, just go into boxing. You'll make a lot of money. <laughs> Seriously though. Seriously. Okay, fine. Okay. Uh, all right, fine. And now while we're on here, I have a, sne- I have a confession. So, Uh-oh. Before COVID took over the world, was it last year? Oh my god, that was last year. Yeah, okay, (laughs) it was over a year ago. So Matt and I did a fight and flow, which is basically like he was teaching me some basics that, like the the student side of learning boxing, combined with the flow series of a mini yoga session, and also, so there's two things. The first thing we had our first session right before the world shut down and I'm not kidding when we were <laughs> learning things in my mind, I was like, wait, is this the beginning of my boxing career? Like, am I going to, am I going to go big? Am Tiffany, I going to go huge? I can see you being a boxer. <laughs> like, I'm not kidding. I could see it. You got skills. That's- I could totally then, see it. I just have to say COVID robbed me because we couldn't. Of your boxing career? <laughs> we couldn't do any more <laughs> sessions because the world is freaking shut down. Hey, I'm, you can do it now. Okay. So let me finish. <laughs> really? Pause. The day we left that session, the next day, the world shut down. And I'm not kidding. I was so nervous about the germs that were inside of my mitts. I was like, great, I have COVID and I'm going to die because no one knew what was even happening at the time. Like it was, it was a weird time. Like you, you remember the first couple of days COVID exploded. Well, you were like, wait, are we all going to die? And I thought, well, Matt yeah. Thomas gave me fucking COVID probably <laughs> with his COVID mitts. <laughs> Honestly, the day we worked out, things were already starting to get a little weird. <laughs> my, mom, my mom was telling me, like, don't go outside. I was like, Mom, stop overreacting about stuff, mm-hmm. you know? <laughs> and, uh, and I, you know, we went to Lifetime Fitness or yeah. something. Like that. And, yeah. like, Lifetime closed, like, two days after that. Yeah, and it was already kind of ghost county. Like, it was a little, it was a little weird, uh, yeah. even when we were there. So it was uh, – yeah, but uh, honestly, Tiffany, you were one of the first people to experience uh, what would become my – full focus during COVID, which was funny. wow. Like okay. That's super cool. I need yeah. to do another session. Okay. And, and my second confession is that before 
we had done that. I had never really done a ton of yoga, but after that session, I felt so amazing from the adrenaline from the boxing and then just the, the calmness of the little flow session that I turned into a full blown yogi after that for all of COVID for the next 12 months, I would never do another workout besides <laughs> yoga for 12 months. Matt. Wait, Can I tell you that you didn't get into yoga until that? I had done little mini yoga sessions before, but never full blown. But after that session, I didn't do a single workout besides yoga for 12 months straight. I only just did my first, like I lifted one weight for the first time since COVID, since that day. Music to my ears. I I I think yoga can help everyone and fight and flow primarily as a way to trick guys into doing yoga. (laughs) Um, Like straight up, like, hey, warm up the body, punch, kick, body weight calisthenics, like do all the things that we were doing with mitt work and more mm-hmm. for the first 30 minutes. And the second 30 minutes when the body's warm, the muscles are open, that's when the flexibility, mobility, balance, all those things that you need for the rest of your life come mm-hmm. into play. So it's this perfect yin and yang, this balance yeah. between warming up the body and then expanding it and, and making it a little better. And then you know what you did also, Matt, is you introduced Bert and inadvertently to yoga after that, because wow. then I had such a great experience with yoga that I made Bert get into it. And now <laughs> it has where it's changed his life. He couldn't even, he couldn't bend past his knees before. And now he's like, <laughs> touching his, his favorite, toes. it's his favorite party trick. He, he can touch his toes. He's like, he's like, like look, look at that. That's <laughs> a good party trick. That's the beauty of it. Guys are usually focused on aesthetic kind of working. Mm-hmm. They want to get big and strong and attract the ladies, but he already yeah. has a wonderful lady. Yeah, he's good. He doesn't have to do anything else now. There's nothing more attractive than touching your toes. He can bend down and pick something up without (laughs) groaning. He can, you know, like be mobile and happy. And and that's that's really what fitness is for. You're doing it for books. Okay, I get it. But if you're doing it to like like feel good, be able to 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 move through your life without pain, like that's that's what I think fitness is all about. Yeah. So you should be happy to know that you have trickled down to a lot of different people in a lot of different ways because then him and I both talk about it to a lot of people and then <laughs> people have said well I tried yoga since then and it changed my life wow. so we have a compounding wow, effect going on right now Matt the ripple effect the ripple effects. I yeah. love it they, they when you meet your it. maker they're gonna be like dude you're the one who brought yoga <laughs> no, into the world <laughs> yoga dude there you are <laughs> Matt Thomas the guy who invented yoga we love that <laughs> um wait so is what I used, I did well, I only went to like one or two, but you used to do before COVID, Broga. Those so it's fine flow kind of an extension of Broga. Those were the seeds. So so Broga crossing over into fight and flow mm-hmm. is what both you, LC, and Tiffany experienced. So like uh in, in the park we were doing like you know, 30 or 45 minutes of mitt work, 30 or 45 minutes of yoga, mm-hmm. uh, out in the sun, enjoying it, and we were ahead of our times. Like that's yeah. all, all that could be done during COVID anyway. Yeah. So a and a whole lot of yoga. So, so really, actually, Tiffany, I got you into yoga. I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> I only went to literally like one or maybe two, let's but it was the, hard. Yeah. Let's give LC the credit. Yeah, yeah. Well, it's fine. It's we fine. always do. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you guys. If we don't give it to her, she'll just take it. <laughs> um, no, Tiffany thought when I met her, she was like, yoga is not even a real thing. Like, why do you even do that? <laughs> we were just talking about this earlier. I'm ashamed. <laughs> I was like, yoga is not a workout. I do like real workouts where I run and sweat and stuff. Mm-hmm. So the, the original like seed for fight and flow was I had been a fighter for like, like four years. Mm-hmm. And I, I was dating, uh, an ex of mine. We, we dated for two and a half years, like 
the most serious relationship of my life. Uh, definitely. Oh. At that point. And, uh, I would you say she's the one who got away? Um, I think I used to believe she was the one that got away. Okay. Good answer. And then, and then I realized they just weren't for each other. Mm-hmm. And, uh, so, but a- anyway, she, she like saw me doing yoga in the driveway and she was like, I thought I was dating a fighter. Who was this like sissy yoga boy? <gasps> what? this is a good thing too and like why can't i be both and like i remember like saying that in my head and it like hitting like a gong like yeah. i want to be both this like fighter and yoga. you can be a bro who does yoga broga broga yeah. <laughs> you can fight and flow bro yeah exactly. bro that rhymes for days Okay, Matt, and also this is crazy because my new brand, which I've been working on for like the last 18 months, also has double Fs. I just realized that. I can't say what it is right now, but it's kind of crazy that fight, flow. So my new F-F. brand is called Fight and <laughs> Friends. And Fight Your Friends. <laughs> it's actually called Fight and Flow, but I think I'm going to have to come up with a new it's name. It's basically Brawl for a Cause, but you fight only your friends and you don't train. <laughs> you just drink and punch. There's and no mids. There's no mids. <laughs> okay. And well, I know at the end of- the, the F brands, you know, I know mm-hmm. the, the F brand. You know, F I like brands. that F brands. Yeah. That'd be a good that brand. Could mean actually. Anything. I think double F's could mean anything though. It's like, mm-hmm. you're going to get funky fresh. Oh, or you want a full, fuck? Uh, are what? you going to say, fuck? did you just say, fuck? <laughs> It's our podcast. our podcast. We market as exclusive anyway. Might as well just say fuck. <laughs> no, people get really tricky. Wait, I actually want to know, Matt, how did you even get into yoga in the first place? Like, because I will say, obviously, it's not as common for guys who seem, if you don't know Matt Thomas, you definitely will, will put his, um, his info like to, you know, connect with him in our notes and stuff. And we'll have him talk about the end of this podcast. We'll just put a picture of his abs. But like, literally, page. he's ripped. And like, he is just like, you know, manly man. Like, I feel like you don't see a lot of these guys doing yoga. Like a lot of these guys are like shitting on yoga, if anything, but like, I mean, what got you into that? So tell us your cornerstone story. I I feel, (laughs) I feel this is like the paradigm of your life is coming up right here in this yoga story. And if it's not, I'm going to be highly disappointed. Yeah. She's really hyped it up. So you got to do something. I know this is audio only, but like this tattoo is the yoga story. So, Oh my gosh. She has a giant tattoo. His entire is it your wait what it's is that it's a stripper what she's holding like, her butt cheeks bicep up my, up your bicep. Up my <laughs> i'm like uh the forearm no it's his bicep it's literally the size of his bicep which is big so he's got a giant tattoo guys <laughs> tell so, us about it yeah so so i i withdrew from law school started a business that failed got super depressed and i thought about killing myself i mm-hmm. ran out of money my girlfriend was supporting me it was like like the the lowest of lows, it was like rock mm-hmm. for me. Moved into my parents' basement, like the ultimate cliche. Mm-hmm. Uh, didn't want to like train, do boxing, and I was like, you know, like early twenties, like when I should be most active in boxing. And two gifts changed my life. Someone gave me a yoga mat. Someone gave me a a book on meditation called uh, Happiness by Thich Nhat Hanh. And mm-hmm. I, um. At, like the only two things I did in my parents' basement while I was like unemployed and trying to figure out my life was YouTube yoga and read this, this uh, author, Thich Nhat Hanh. So after I finished Happiness, I read a bunch of his other books and, and just rewired my brain. Um, and and a, a lot of reading 
uh, Buddhism or, or, or mindfulness kind of uh, books really parlays well into yoga because they're, they're kind of something from the same vein. You, you can have this For physical sure. practice, this mental and emotional practice, and all of it is, is under this umbrella of a spiritual practice. Mm-hmm. So that's how it started. And, uh, and I had another kind of like, you know, I, I got involved in startups. I, I worked for sales loft and then roadie and, uh, and kind of had this like, um, a, another kind of big life change happen where I broke up with a very serious girlfriend, uh, hit two years at a company that I, I thought I was going to stay a year at. And I was like, man, I've been here twice as long as I thought I would like, what, what am I doing? Am I actually an entrepreneur that's mm-hmm. learning from another entrepreneur? Am I just like working for this company now? And so I, I decided to leave the company, uh, take a one eighth pay cut <laughs> and go mm-hmm. live in Costa Rica and work for a hotel. And my, the, the, room, the room that the, the hotel gave me to, to live in was right underneath the yoga studio in the hotel. And, uh, and so, so every cool. morning at, at 5.30 in the morning, I would hear, <sighs> I'd be waking up anyway. I was like, I might as well do yoga. <laughs> And, uh, and then every day at sunset, they had a, a flow and I was kind of at the end of the work day. So I'd bookend my day with a yoga practice in the morning, yoga practice at the end. And I got to be really close with the yoga instructor, a guy named Danielle. And, uh, and so he taught me a lot like one-on-one, which is a completely different experience. Like if you really want to deepen your practice, do mm. one-on-ones because they can actually like tweak your positions, tweak your, your angles, have you breathe into certain parts of your body. It's, it's a lot more hands-on. I, you evolve a lot faster. And so that was like, a, I guess, another like level of the yoga practice. And then the final evolution, um, I guess it's, it's never the final evolution, but the next evolution was yoga teacher training. I, I became a, a Lululemon ambassador. They sponsored a $20,000 yoga teacher training out in California uh, in the Redwood Damn. Forest. And there were 50 staff and ambassadors from Lululemon around, from around the world, uh, five continents represented all meeting in California, all doing a 200 hour yoga teacher training. And that totally rocked my world. And that's when I started Brogo, which would turn into fight and flow. Dang, that's amazing. So wait, where, didn't you go do, didn't you do, I feel like on Love is Mine, I remember you saying something about you went to like maybe India or Thailand, or maybe I'm getting you confused with the girl you're almost engaged to, but uh, Danielle, um, but what are, do what? said which one <laughs> yeah right not both danielle's in your life have done yoga i guess but that's an interesting topic but i mean so didn't did you go do yoga over there too or like or train kind of there or was it just california where you got your certification mostly um so the whole certification was in california okay um, okay I, I did go to india i competed in in the chess boxing world championship in india and then i ended up paying oh, yeah weeks um, we're gonna have to get to yeah that. we'll get to that anyway before we glaze over too many things i have to say like matt that is a cool ass story mm-hmm. i was tearing up and like covered in chill <laughs> chills when i said that this is your cornerstone story i was really joking i had no idea that it was actually <laughs> your cornerstone story that Duh. is super cool you don't have a tattoo if it's not your cornerstone story well i didn't know that he had a t- <laughs> tattoo of yoga stuff he just showed us before before he even i said how did you get into yoga that's fair that's fair okay just wait it's going to be your cornerstone story so like maybe i'm psychic i don't know totally yeah i I mean i think i think that that cornerstone that origin story Mm -hmm. for for anything that someone's really passionate about 
there's some kind of seed. There's like got to be a reason. Mm-hmm. So there, there's a cornerstone story for brawl. There's a cornerstone story for you know relationships, how you met, mm-hmm. why you're together. So I, I and, and I'm before anything else, I'm a storyteller. So like mm-hmm. I like I, that's how I frame my life. I just want to tell a good story with the time that I have before I die. I mean, so, that's how everything is passed along in a really beautiful way. Like we've yeah. been doing it for since the beginning of centuries. <laughs> yeah. Right. Yeah. Agreed. Um. Wait, Go ahead. so chess boxing. I'm not to change the subject if you want to have any. Other, if you have any other final comments, Tiffany. Wait, I do have a final Okay. <laughs> um, but I just lost my whole train of thought. Jeez. Oh, this is great it's content. My, it's my story. So I, I didn't actually, like, just to bring this full circle, the, yeah. the tattoo is a redwood. That's where I did my yoga teacher training. And then growing down around it is what's called a banyan tree. Okay. So banyan is, is, a, is a type of uh, a plant that's like a parasite. So it, it germinates in the canopy of a tree mm-hmm. and then it grows really strong vines down the trunk of the tree and kind of hugs it to death. Hmm. As it's hugging it to death, it's sapping out nutrients from the tree. It hardens. And then the tree, the host tree decays on the inside of it. Mm. So what happens is, is, is once the vines harden, it forms this tunnel into the sky. So like where the host tree was is just like air. And these vines have little, like, it's almost like a little ladder. So you can crawl up inside these trees and, and climb up them. And, and in the east, the banyan tree is a holy tree. It's, it's, mm-hmm. the, it's, on, the, it's on the flag for India. Mm-hmm. And it's the, it's the national tree of Indonesia. Um, and it, it's, it's rumored to be the tree that uh, Buddha meditated under for seven years. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, so it's, it's a okay. holy tree. Yeah. So in Costa Rica they had this like natural wonder of the world, which was this massive tree that died to a banyan that you climb up in. And it was right by the hotel that I lived at. So before I knew any of this, I was like climbing up in this tree. And then, you know, Redwood Forest, that's right at the yoga teacher training. And then I led my first yoga retreat in Bali last year, right before the pandemic. Mm-hmm. And on New Year's Day, <laughs> this is crazy. On New Year's Day, it was like pouring down rain, and we were supposed to have a, a, a traditional New Year's uh, practice that's 108 sun salutations. Usually takes like three to four hours. Mm-hmm. Dang. So like we're in the rain doing this super intense practice. We're at like rep number 50, 51. We're almost halfway through. And above us is this banyan tree. And I'll, I'll, it's like the host tree is dying right? Because it's a banyan tree. Mm-hmm. So this, this branch is decaying. It gets waterlogged and it falls in the middle of our practice. So there's eight what? people on the other side of me. I'm leading eight people. Oh my God. We're, all, we're all silent during these 108 sun salutations because it's supposed to be meditative. We aren't mm-hmm. talking to each other. So this big branch crashes down, shatters, sends you know, little wood specks hitting everyone, but no one gets crushed by this branch, which very easily would have like caused serious bodily harm, might've killed someone. Yeah. And, and everyone's just like completely shocked. And they, they looked at me and like, are we stopping? Like, are, are we, we going to keep going? Matt, please tell me you kept going. <laughs> so I say, I say, like, I understand if anyone wants to stop, I'm going to keep going. If anyone oh wants to join God. me, you can. Did anybody this pause? Is, this is your decision. Um, and I'm going to go back on silence. And I'm going to start in about 10 seconds. Okay. So, so you guys at least ten pause. Seconds, 10 seconds to like think to themselves, am I going to keep going? Like, am I going to, am I going to like let this little, uh, you know, interaction with mortality and death stop me from this stop, you know, doing what I set out to do. 
and all eight people decided to keep going. Mm, that is <laughs> so, so cool. There were, people, there were people like crying. There were people, and we get to the end of it and we all like go, go, you know, undercover and like talk about it and reflect on it. And, and the things that came up for people, like for some people it's their first time grappling with death. And so like, they're like, life has so much more meaning now that like, I, I really like realize I'm going to die. Mm-hmm. So it was like that much more motivating to like live life with to the fullest, live it with gumption, do something I'm really passionate about, et cetera, which is like exactly what you want from a yoga tree. Like I, yeah. I, I would never stage a near death. No, right. A crazy story during a, a traditional practice on new year's day in the rain. Like it was, it was all the right things. So and wait, so, and so like storm. No. Yeah. It knocked yeah. a tree down. It wasn't just like rain. It was like a storm. You were just. It was heavy rain. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. It was heavy rain. But the tree was decaying. Okay. I'm, I'm caught up. <laughs> yeah. So, so two days after that retreat is, is when I got a, an artist in Bali. Uh, yeah, you better. Right. That was my next question. Yeah. When was the tattoo? And, and he, um, and, and he designed this, like just kind of drew out a little sketch. It, you know, it looked like a kindergartner drew a sketch. I was like, you're going to put that on me. He's like, it's going to be like that. Do you like that angle? But better. Like, you know what? I'm just going to trust you with this. <laughs> And, uh, and it took, it took eight and a half hours. I sat in one day, um, and he, he did it up the side of my arm up and it's all the way up to like my trap, like up here. Dang. Uh, That was was was, was kind of the culmination of like the yoga journey. I was like, I know this is going to be a part of the rest of my life. There are no coincidences. Like, but it's cool that you were aware enough to realize like they're all tied together because really that's what life is about. They are all connected. These little things but if you're not paying attention, you'll miss them. Mm-hmm. But life keeps putting them in front of you. And when you actually are paying attention, you're like, oh, shit, <laughs> there it is. I almost got killed today. I'm going to pay attention. I'm going to pay attention. Okay. Yeah. Amen. And that's that's- mindfulness, right? Like if you're, yeah. if you're constantly in your head thinking about the future, worrying about the past, mm. bogged down by anxiety or depression or, or what's, you know, like things that aren't in the present, you miss all those signs. Or you miss the tree that's about to hit you, hit you right in the, the body, the or whole body. Or that's in front of you, or you say something mm. that you regret to your partner or mm. whatever. Yeah. If you're mindful and observing what you do and as present as you can be, yeah. you tend to avoid those kind of mistakes and you tend to notice those signs. And, and then you are just happier. I'm going to tell you right now, it's hard to find something that is actually wrong. If you were just like, if you're living right now in the second, it's like, there is no, you can't find anything wrong because the only thing you can find wrong happened three seconds ago. So you're not, you're not being present. Have you read the power of now? I'm just curious. Yeah. I was going to say, I'm sure he has. That sounds like he's right up his alley. (laughs) It just is a really good book. Yeah. Yeah, definitely recommend it. And then, um, yeah, if we're recommending books, anything by Thich Nhat Hanh. That was kind of like the beating of the story, but that that guy changed Mm -hmm. my life. Yeah. That is so awesome. Wait, and that was this past... Not 2020 New Year. Is it 20 going into yeah, 2020? Going into 2021. Yeah. Yeah. You, you still held your. So when we were first talking about it, I was like, oh, I want to do this yoga retreat. But then I was like, there's no way I'm going to Bali in the middle of all this. Mm-hmm. I probably yeah. would have been killed by a ban- No, tree. no. It was 2019. Oh, I going into 2020. Oh, yeah. Okay. 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 Before, right before the pandemic. But you were thinking about holding another one, correct? I, I'd love to keep doing them. Yeah. As soon as the world yeah. supports it. You know, I, I'm, I'm back out there and, and leading retreats for mm-hmm. sure. I'm, book, so I'm booking awesome. a session right after this, a fight and flow. I know, I'm like, damn, like, let me book one, Matt. Come yeah. on. <laughs> okay, um, Lauren, what were you going to say? I keep, well, I keep interrupting. I was going to bring up chess boxing, but now 
I just want to know something from you. I want to ask a question that I feel like I don't even know if you actually do this or not, but I feel like you have a good one. Maybe what is your like morning routine? I know it's like a, it feels like a very basic question, but I feel like I have zero morning routine. My morning routine is to wake up late and panic and get ready for the day. That's, I don't drink caffeine. So like, that's my jolt, but it's not a good thing. I don't recommend that to anybody. She stresses me out. But what is your morning routine? Cause I have a hunch you have a better one than I and do. <laughs> this is not a basic question. This is the best question. And okay. this should be the only question I love okay. hearing about people's routines. Give us all, we want all the details from the second you wake up, give us the dirty deeds. How long morning until routine. you take your first pee? I want everything. <laughs> I want everything because I have, I have beliefs about people's morning routines and it will tell you a lot about their life. Okay, go. Oh God. So I've gone through periods of my life where morning routines were really rigid. Like I, mm-hmm. I wanted to develop discipline and willpower. Mm-hmm. So everything was calculated and me nailing every single thing was like a, a measure of my own self-worth. Was there, have been so there. So those, those days I think are important. Mm-hmm. And I think starting with something like that is a, is a good way to get into routine, to develop self-trust and discipline and, and, and willpower. Um, now my morning routines involve four things. Movement is always first. Um, that could be, you know, five minutes of yoga, or that can be an hour and a half long, you know, boxing training session. So like it, it's a spectrum, but movement is first. Mindfulness is second. Once the body is, is uh, pumping, energy's flowing, nervous energy is out, the body can be calm, then turn inward. Um, and, and that can be meditation, that can be reflection. Um, and, then, uh, and then I read and I write. So reading could be, I, I always do a quote of the day. So I, I have this like tome, this like Bible of quotes. Uh, and I'll write a quote at the top of a journal page and then I'll reflect on whatever the quote is, like whatever comes to mind. Um, so that's like the quickest way to do reading and writing. And then a longer way is, is whatever book I'm reading. I try to like read while I have coffee uh, or tea. And, uh, and, then I, and then I journal and either set an intention for the day or think through something that uh, I'm going through or plan something that is really important to me. Uh, but it's, uh, yeah, it's, it's, it's those four things. It's movement, mindfulness, reading, and writing. How long do you think that all takes? Is it different every day or does it take like an hour, two hours? Like how long does that take for you? I can, I can do the shortest version in like 25 minutes. Dang, 25 minutes you can read and write? I could never. <laughs> yeah, like a, quote, a quote is like two lines. Oh, that's yeah. fair. And like, I mean, you, you know, can't see this, but this is, this is where the quote goes at the top. Wait, oh, so you wait, write your own, that. you write your own quotes? Or no, no, no. I have this. Like quotes that you're getting from something, a Bible a of quotes. Quote. He takes a quote and then he writes about the quote, okay. whatever it makes him feel. Okay. Tiffany needs yeah. this Bible of quotes. She loves quotes. I feel like I have, I feel like I'm- The light is the problem there. Bartlett's familiar quotations. Okay, Bartlett's so why did you pick that over that something big. different? Because uh, it's like an encyclopedia of quotes. I was going to say, it's the biggest book I've ever seen, of qu- and it's of quotes. That's awesome. <laughs> okay, now this is important. Do you have, do you go through it like one by one, or do you just open a page and you find one? Open a page randomly. Oh, I love that. <laughs> I'm going to try this. Oh okay, my God, so Tiffany have- is so turned on right now. I know. I'm like, oh my God, I'm so happy. <laughs> so we have a really similar routine, except I I think I couple together a couple different things. Like I make sure that I visualize for the day as well. So like I can co-create what I'm like, I, I think, which is under probably your mind, mindfulness pr- practice. So I imagine what I want to do. Like what do I look like traveling through my day? And what's strange enough 
is my ass always looks just like I visualized it. That's the power that is really cool when you set up your day that way is like you get to plan your day exactly how you want to. And then when something crazy happens, it doesn't matter. You still just keep doing the same shit that you were going to do, except maybe like, okay, you react for half a second. Like, okay, I see you over there, crazy car trying to hit me. But I'm going <laughs> to keep going on the path I'm supposed to go because I can't control you, but I can control me. Yeah. And I think that's like the powerful thing about setting up your day mm-hmm. in a non-reactive way, because like you control your day, you're not letting your day control you. And I think that's like, everybody should be yeah. a little more intentional in the morning but I also get that some people aren't morning people. Okay. She's looking at me directly. <laughs> it's fine. But also that brings me to my new, uh, my favorite quote that I should probably adopt again is follow the method, not the mood. And yeah, that would make sense for me. You know, see, I have all the information. I have all the tools. I just don't necessarily use them. So, But you will because you're just fine. now learning them. You're gonna yeah. Them I've like, yeah, for sure. I've learned, I learned that one a while ago, but like it's <laughs> a couple episodes ago, I, we, when we were talking to a registered dietitian, Megan, who is oh, fucking amazing. We are, we, uh, the second time we've had her on our first repeat guest, cause we love her so much. Um, and I said that I like was pulling out all these quotes, like out of nowhere. And Tiffany was like, what the hell is that? I'm trying to take my place. I'm the quotes guy. I'm the quotes guy. You can't I, yeah. steal my seat. <laughs> But Sorry. no, actually Matt is the quote guy because he literally he has, has an encyclopedia of quotes. So like he is I now mean, the officially quotes guy. Yeah. If we ever need a quote, we're going to be like, hey, Matt, what's on page 69? And he's going to be like, here's it. Here's your quote. <laughs> page 69. Yeah. I Six, see what you oh, did there. Page six. Page six. I also, yeah. I, I memorize them too. So I, I memorize quotes. Um, well, it's literally a Bible for you. People memorize Bible quotes. Like, like the, Bible. the way I walked off of this will never be seen, but the way I walked off of Love is Blind is I quoted the man in the arena quote. Oh, I do know that. Okay, wait. So hold on. We have to read Brene this. Brown. Wait, so can you yeah. do it right now? Oh, wait, yeah, we're going to have to yeah. set you up. So sure. what happened? The girl breaks up with you or whatever. Uh, well, man. Okay. The, the yeah, very, let's very, set it up, Matt. <laughs> okay, start scene. I was in a love triangle. My best friend on the show was a guy named Rory. We both fell for the same girl who was awesome, Danielle. Mm-hmm. Uh, it got to proposal day. He, I, my recommendation was that we all just walk off the show, figure it out without cameras and, and, and you know, scripts and all that kind of stuff. The logical thing. Uh, and Rory proposed. Um, I didn't propose. Uh, and she said yes to Rory. Are you so still friends in- with him? Yeah. Yeah, we talked yesterday. Oh, okay, cool. <laughs> so, oh, I miss Rory. Yeah. Okay, yeah. so, so so anyway, my, I'm gonna be my Rory. Exit, my exit interview with with Nick Lachey. You <laughs> say, hey, there's gonna be critics out there that say you can't walk away from someone you love and not propose. That none of this is real. That mm-hmm. you know you were just playing a part. Like, what would you say to those people? And I was like, oh shit. <laughs> you <laughs> said perfect. that, and just like the, the whole quote. <laughs> I like Nick Lachey in the eyes, and I'm like, yeah, I. I have one thing to say and it's not my words, but it's something like I, I live by. It's not the critic who counts. It's not the one who points out how the strong one stumbles or how the doer of deeds could have done them better. The credit belongs to the one who's actually in the arena, whose face is barred with dust and sweat and blood, who strives valiantly and who falls short because there is no effort without error and shortcoming, who does great deeds, uh, who at his best knows the triumph of high achievement. And if he fails, at least he fails while daring greatly so that his place is not with those cold and timid souls who know neither victory nor defeat. 
Love that. And Nick Lachey was just like, uh, okay, like, Damn, bro. <laughs> then I got in an Uber. I went home. I slept for yeah. two days because we hadn't slept in two weeks. And, uh, and that was my love is blind experience. Wow. There you go. And you'll never see it, but I will hope so. That, I, I wanted to make sure that Lauren didn't interrupt that because we are going to clip the fuck out of that little thing. I know you didn't. <laughs> I just want to make sure because Lauren loves, Lauren loves to make sure she, she like puts oh in her two cents. Oh my God. Because I have ADD and if I have to say something, I say it. Okay. I'm sorry. I just want to make sure you didn't ruin his quote. It I would never. I love that quote. Podcast, but now we so have a clip right stuff. there for you. This is what Matt said when he exited. There you go. <laughs> Here, here first. Yeah, but that's like, have you read or have you seen or, or, or read Brene Brown's Daring Greatly? Yeah, it's from that quote. Yeah. So that's how I learned that. I kind of, I kind of heard that quote, like the man of the arena. Like I've heard of the quote until Brene Brown, after Love is Blind, actually, I got really into Brene Brown, rightfully so, because, you know, I was all kinds of messed up at the point, at that point. And, um, yeah, it was me and Matt actually left on the same day. We were in the same situation. It, you just had never, you didn't see his, you just saw mine. And, and by same situation, I mean, I was hysterically crying and had a full panic attack uh, the last scene you saw me. Matt wasn't doing that. So that's Lauren did not have him. a big quote at the end. I didn't have a big quote. I really had not much to say. They're dragging it out of me. You were a boss. I loved how you exited. You know, it is what it is. <laughs> But if you would have seen Matt, you would have been like, damn, that was a cool ass exit. <laughs> yeah. So I've, I've talked to the, the creator of the show. I've talked to Netflix. Mm -hmm. I've tried to get it. Um, some kind of clip of it. Oh, we're starting a petition for this shit. You know, I'll tell you, we're going to get this. In a Netflix vault. I don't I think really? anyone gives a shit besides me. <laughs> I do. I care. I don't think a petition's going to go anywhere. But. <laughs> <laughs> I really wish that they would show like the the unmatches or something you know what i mean like the people who were talking that didn't like who almost got engaged or there, i feel like there's so much in the pods that you could just show that is just like so, would blow people's freaking minds there's so many funny good. things too yeah but i think yeah. that's like being the villain of your own story like that's going to be cool and fun to you guys but producers no. are a producer for a reason they're they picked what's good we're Never. not going to care about that not to sound in a mean way oh but no i promise only, you y'all would only the inside <laughs> scoop people are going to understand those little small nuances mm -hmm. otherwise and i hate to say this nobody really cares about those those like little things those producers are a producer for a reason because mm -hmm. they pick well the biggest nitty-gritty except they messed up and one one time when they didn't put matt's quote in there that's that's fair <laughs> they did do that they did fuck that up but there was also like they only showed two and a half episodes of the pods and there was like an insane amount of shit that i even people who were on like got engaged and were married on the show they even they agree too like there's so much you miss that happened in the pods, even from their relationships, that no one really understood why they were even together in the first place, you know? I think I got a good amount of the pods. I think if you would have kept yeah, going, I, I would have, like, you. no. I, I think it should be studied. Like, I think they should give all that footage to a university. To a psychologist. Yeah. Like, PhDs. <laughs> and, like, because, like, we were falling in love through a wall. We're, like, yeah. rats. That's, ever been done, that's definitely not been done at scale with, like, yeah. 20 different couples. Yeah. Before, no. Like that, this is like a it's like a social experiment, and, that, and people yeah. don't give it that credit. They see it as like this dramatic reality TV show, mm -hmm. but it was a beautiful experiment. For sure, we, for we sure. It was more transforming than I honestly could have ever even figured out. Like figured, like I I would have never even known. So I also do that. Kind of brings it to another question. Like I want to know. So I feel like a lot of people when they came off the show had this like transformative like holy shit moment 
did you have that at all? Or like, what was that like for you? So, so for me going into the show, I had the mm. transformative moment like a few days before I walk on set. So I, I spent, I spent like, nice. like a little over a week in a monastery completely silent. Damn. So I, I, did, I did Vipassana. I could never. I'd want to go. I want to. Completely wanna, silent? Yeah. For how long? So I did a silent meditation retreat for 10 days in Chantong, Thailand. And the only reason I left was I got the email that I got a, that they, they were hiring me to come do the spot mm-hmm. in, in, in Atlanta. So I had to like start making my way back from Thailand. So like I went to Tokyo, LA, then Atlanta. Two days later, I was on set. So how long was your silent meditation supposed to be? 10 days. Oh, oh, I was just going to stay there like indefinitely. I didn't, I didn't know how long I was going to be Wait, there. Wait, like Jay Shetty. You just didn't talk for 10 days. This is my dream. Well, so I, I talked to one person a, a day for about 10 minutes. It was, it was my monk like mentor. I would be like, blah, 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 for like 10 but, minutes. I'm like, okay, I'm not like, going. I was sleeping on the ground. Like it's, it's in a kuti, which is a, a monk hut. I'm mm-hmm. sleeping on the ground. I, I wake up at the butt crack of dawn when the gong goes off. Mm-hmm. Like, because you, you like prepare for sunrise. So you mm-hmm. have like a, a meditation before sunrise. I only ate twice a day. So I like that. I, I went to Thailand right after the chess boxing world championship. So I was in the best shape of my life, won the world championship, like changed my life. And then I went to Thailand and I like, bounced around for a few weeks before ending up at this monastery. And then I lost like 15 pounds of muscle at the monastery in like 10 days. Wow. Because I only ate twice a day at 7 a.m. and 11 a.m. And then like, they're basically like starving you. So like, like part of, part of the, the meditation retreat is like a reflection on suffering. So you're sleeping on the ground. You don't sit on meditation cushions. You, you're like hungry when you go to sleep. And it was just like, um, it was, that, that was like the shift. And it was right before the show. So it was like perfect timing. I knew like mm-hmm. exactly who I was. I had grappled with all my like childhood trauma, past relationship baggage, all that kind of stuff. Wow. And I had a regular meditation practice. that was like ingrained in me. So when all that crazy shit was happening, like I didn't have a drop of alcohol on the show. I, I, I would just go, behind the, I would go behind the camera and meditate whenever I needed to recharge or, or reflect on something because they can't film the camera, right? Like they can't so you just so stand like behind I, the camera. If I just went behind the camera, they couldn't for, forcibly move me. That camera so guy I was, was like, uh, <laughs> I would just sit behind the camera guy. Um, and there's a few times where they would like move the camera during meditation and then like film it. And I'll just like, you know, like notice and move, but it like, it was, um, like that, that was, that was like what I felt like was a test and a challenge right after like oh a yeah, for sure. who I was. It was like, Hey, are you going to like break and like give in to like talking shit about people talk, you know, talking about the dates, drinking a bunch of alcohol, you know, all that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I was proud of how I conducted myself on the show, which is probably why I wasn't featured at all. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that's fair. Good. That was. I was like, you were so logical about everything. Like, of course, you're 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 like normal. So that's funny. Okay, and this is not about that's- me at all. But I was asked. Bert and I were asked to be on. Um, what's that show where you swap house wife swap wife swap i wish you would. I, I wish like, you um, would. I would literally be the worst. I would have to fake things. I would have to make up things because my life is so mundane because i keep everything so drama free because i just care about what i'm supposed to care about and move on my day so ultimately i was just like we're not going to do that because it would just it would be a cluster and they would hate everything i did because 
there would be nothing to film at all. Well, no, you could have swapped with somebody who has like no routine, no structure. You could swap with me. Tiffany, <laughs> <laughs> you, you would swap with someone that's really chaotic. And they yeah. would test your equilibrium with their chaos. So you like, but then I would be subjecting myself to their bullshit and I wasn't willing sure. to do that. I was like, I'm okay. but I guess, I mean, it would be the same thing as you going on a reality show and like having to be surrounded by a lot of chaos. Yes. That is a test, I guess. Mm -hmm. Okay. So maybe I'll call a producer's back. <laughs> <laughs> She's going to be on wife's love. Just watch. Okay. So I do want to get into chess boxing. Cause like, I think it's absolutely insane and I don't, Cause you do like a thing every Wednesday. You're still doing the thing every Wednesday now in Atlanta, right? Yeah. So we, we have a, you know, shout out to anguish barber and Jordan Fowler. Right. Uh, no I'm boxing, a, but no, no boxing. We, we yeah. do show old fights up on the projectors though. Okay. So I'm trying, I'm trying. <laughs> okay. We're talking to a um, world champion chess boxer yeah, right here. Like not even kidding. Right. Like world champion. Is that what you said, Matt? A world champion? Yeah. Not a big deal guys. That's why you have that big leather chair. Yep. They, yeah, they Only a world champion would have a big leather chair like that. Yeah, the, the chair has a story. Honestly, it's a really uncomfortable chair, but it's it's why I still have it. Is I, I um, it, you know, the Georgia Theater, the owner is Wilmot Green. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He, he was my mentor in in college, and I was, I was the youngest person to sell out Georgia Theater, so he gave me his chair. Dang! <laughs> Shut up. That's a good prize. So, so Wilmot, this was his chair for like fifteen years before he gave it to me. <laughs> So I have a cool, I also had a cool event, a cool like cornerstone story at Georgia theater. Wow. We're 20, I've never been. I need to, but I need to get a theater. chair out of it. God, I'm getting my money back. <laughs> Needed to try harder. Okay. Mine wasn't that great. It was, <laughs> it's, but it really, it was my first, it was how I started getting into entrepreneurship. My first business ever as a 21 year old was I started, okay, this is probably why I didn't get a chair because I started a promo <laughs> modeling company and <laughs> I thought I knew more than the companies that were staffing me for these events did than anybody else. So I got, oh, something has happened to Lauren's thing. It's fine. Um, long story short, the first company that I ever contracted was a huge contract with Miller Coors. And so I hosted all of the cold parties that just happened to also be at the Georgia theater. So like in Athens, there was like a series of 20 cold parties that I headed up. So I was this 21 year old booking and staffing all these huge events <laughs> at all of these different bars. And this had this like crazy huge cold party with like these big ice structures and beer and you know what that story isn't as great as I thought it was going to be. <laughs> and that's so Tiffany's Matt, Matt wins. Oh, <laughs> Matt, that's Matt gets the chair. And I got nothing except for a t-shirt that said super cold party. Oh, and starting a business okay. when you're 21. So the first event I put on was 21 in the Georgia theater. It's the same deal. Oh, so yeah, he got a chair. Like both of our incubators. That's super cool. That is really cool. But I, I feel like I got, well, I got, yeah, she got gypped. She didn't get a chair. I'll get sure. you a chair. That's okay. But chess boxing, please explain. Yes. Yeah, so it's, it's the board game chess combined yes. with combat sport boxing. Mm -hmm. So you alternate rounds between the two until there's either checkmate or knockout. Mm -hmm. So let's say you and I are chess boxing. So wait, so you have to have a, a basic knowledge of chess or do you, can you also be the student of chess and boxing? Does checkers count? Checkers does not count. 
And that's, you have to know how to play chess. <laughs> so, yeah, okay. So okay. You, you, need, you need proficiency at both to have any chance. Because okay. you have to do both in every match. Yeah. So in the first round, you, you're playing chess. It's almost impossible to checkmate someone in the first round. And mm -hmm. if you do, you get the chance to knock them out in the next round. So, so like first round is on the chessboard, you're moving, you're, you're playing speed chess. So there's a timer involved. So mm -hmm. I move, I hit my timer, your timer's counting down. You move, you hit your timer, my timer's counting down. We all know what that so, means now because Queen's, Queen's Gambit. Gambit. Thank mm -hmm. you. There you go. Yeah. So speed chess and Queen's Gambit. So mm -hmm. three minutes of that. After those three minutes, they pause the timers, pick up the chessboard from the middle of the ring, move it out. You have one minute to put on gloves, psych yourself up. After that one minute is done, you have three minutes of boxing each other. You're hitting each other in the head. You're getting your heart rate up. Your adrenaline spiking, and all of those things make it really hard to play chess later, because you might get a little dizzy. Your mm -hmm. heart rate and adrenal state being mm -hmm. high means right. your pattern recognition decreases. Your strategic mm -hmm. thinking decreases. So it 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 gets two parts of you to kind of go to battle with yourself. Like you're you're competing against yourself just as much as you're competing against someone else. The ultimate yin and yang right there. Damn. So after you finish three minutes of boxing, you go back in your corner, you have one minute to take off your gloves, calm yourself down, sit back down on the board, pick up the game where you left off. One minute? Oh my God. So it's one minute transition. So the, the first time I competed, um, no American had ever competed before. So I was the first to go over to Calcutta, India and, and, and compete in the world championship. And no one had, had focused on the minute of transition. Everyone was focused on training chess or training boxing. So because of my yoga background, I used two yoga breaths to try to win the minute of transition in between. Mm -hmm. One was to psych me up and get me to have an advantage after sitting for three minutes. So like a fire and breath. And being kind of low, it would psych me up. That was the fire breath we talked about at the beginning of this before we- Oh, I just, there. I called it. I knew it. I knew uh, it was fire breath. Everyone knows that. <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> did fire breath and then I'll go box and then I did box breathing. So four second counts, inhale, hold, exhale, hold, mm -hmm. uh, to calm myself down and bring my heart rate down. Wow, so, okay. so that, that was before the chess round. So, um, I was not the best boxer in the tournament. I was not the best chess player in the tournament, but I, I got advantages through the transition. So my like key moments in my matches always happened like right after that minute break. Um, and, uh, and, and so, you know, since then, a lot more people have been focusing on the transition. And the sport is so young. It was created in 2003. Like, innovations like that will continue to happen to make, you know, that one look like nothing. Right. Just like mm -hmm. the, have you ever seen the high jump thing where people used to jump over with their, like, belly down? Yeah. And now they jump over with their back down? Uh-huh. Like, that shift, like, that happens in sports where, like, people would think when you're jumping belly down, it's crazy to jump any other way. You just have to get better at jumping belly down. Mm-hmm. You know, so what you're saying is you're the pioneer for the transition of breathing for the transition part maybe yeah yeah matt Come thomas on. invented breathing oh my god okay. we're interviewing the inventor of breathing, breathing and yoga yeah he invented <laughs> yoga and breathing he invented yoga and breathing you guys i oh you're my welcome. god i don't know how we oh. scored this this guess <laughs> we are so lucky just kidding we're being assholes but that is very cool but that is very very cool so <laughs> i think that honestly is a great analogy to just life Really, Breathe. life is not about the big milestones, aka the, the fighting and the chess. It's about the journey, dude. It's, well, it's about the transition. It's the, how you deal with the transition. It's the dash between <laughs> your your start date and your end date, just like on a on a um, you know, on a this is kind of morbid, but on a, a memorial tombstone, you have a start date and an end date, and it's they give the you dash. this tiny little dash. 
and everything that happens in between is actually what's important. So here, that here's like a, is the dash. like a full circle kind of bow moment to what, what Elsie was saying about mm-hmm. all about transitions. Life mm-hmm. is state change. Mm-hmm. You, when you wake up in the morning, you go from a sleeping state to an awake state. How do you handle mm-hmm. that? Morning routine. <laughs> when, when you visualize your day and you think it's going to go a certain way and, and someone runs into you in the car, state change. Hey, I thought mm-hmm. it was going to go one way, it went another way. How do I deal with it? Mm-hmm. Yep. We don't get to choose what happens to us in life. We do get to choose how we respond to it. 100%. And state change management, I think, is, is the most important thing in life because it, it dictates how you respond to the things that happen to you, which really mm-hmm. make up your life. So you don't get to choose like your destiny, your fate, your, your life journey. We get to enjoy how you receive it and enjoy it and, and make the most of it. Mm-hmm. We are so cutting that clip you just said. For sure. Quote worthy. <laughs> that was a whole 45 seconds of just like, that was, that was the drip right there. That's the drip. That's the juice. Um, okay. But I just want to bring it back for people who might feel like this is an unattainable mindset. Um, cause sometimes like, even though I feel like I know all these things, like I just, I'm like, okay, but it's easier said than done, you know? And I use that maybe as an excuse. I know that, but I, I want, I need to know, cause sometimes you hear from these people who have already gotten to that point, you know, and you don't really hear about like, they still have tro- like trouble doing this every day. They just, this is like, you know, the method that they use and like, that's what they should be doing. They know that, but like, do you, I mean, but you still get like tripped up every once in a while, like get upset or like get derailed all that. Okay. Every day. Look, this, this is not like a, uh, I've made it. Here's how this is right. like, uh, right. I, I have to apply myself every day. Every second is an opportunity to get a rep doing that mm-hmm. every second. And, and you can backslide just as fast as you can improve. So like yeah. every, it mat- like everything matters. You want to know the meaning of life? Apply meaning to your life. Damn. Whoa, <laughs> whoa, 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 whoa. <laughs> that was, we don't have sound effects on this podcast because uh, I don't know how to do that. So that was our sound effects. Thank you. That was great. But the, oh, like, I don't like that. <laughs> Maybe I've heard of that quote. I, yeah, I don't. I don't know. Okay. <laughs> like, what? I just confused me. Also, no, we were no. like, wait. I just like went off because I'm like, maybe I ha- I actually have heard that quote, but I don't know for whatever reason when you just said it, I was like, shit. Okay, that's fair. But that's the beauty of communication mm-hmm. is you can hear something a hundred times and it only takes one person saying it in a different way that shifts the way you think about it and then it changes the trajectory of your life. So here we go. Matt Thomas just did it again to another person. He is changing lives around Live. here, boys and girls. Live. He invented yoga, breathing, and then he also is changing life. So the compound effect between. Uh, I'll, take, I'll, take credit. I'll take credit for the meaning, you know, figuring out the meaning of life too. You're welcome. Yeah. Oh, yeah. He also, he also discovered the meaning of life. He discovered yoga, breathing, and the meaning of life. Okay. And I'm also going to give PTE some hype that we are, we are the best at hyping up our guests. So yeah, like, I feel it. I feel everyone is always like, this is the the most hype I've ever gotten ever. I feel so amazing about myself. I'm going to go tackle the world. And then we, we have passed on they enough greatness. confidence to take over the world. So you're welcome. We also yeah. win. We have to, we have to give credit where credit is due to us. You know, Thank to you. Us. Us. <laughs> Everything is about us. I can't wait to see what you do with the energy we have given you. <laughs> you're welcome. You're welcome because you wouldn't have invented yoga had it not been for us. <laughs> we've definitely gone way off the rails it's here. getting silly it's getting real silly. yeah okay yeah. seriously okay um <laughs> but 
Did you have questions that you wanted to ask him about his relationship? Because I feel like you did at the beginning before we started recording. I did. I have one. Okay. okay. So we're going to get into Matt's personal life now. <laughs> but then we also have Matt. They've earned it. They've, you know, they've, they've listened to all of these ramblings and quotes and, you know. Uh, this might have to be a, a two Here it comes. We, need, we have some important stuff to yeah. cover. We'll, we'll get, wait, how long is it going to take? No. We'll, we'll get this. We'll no. get this in 10, 15 minutes. Max. We just have to get to it's the fine. important part of like what the meat of what we're talking then get about. To we it. haven't gotten to the meat. Oh so. shit. The meat. Yeah. The we meat. We haven't even gotten to the meat. Oh my God. We'll make it quick. Okay. I don't even care about your relationship then. Let's get to the meat of this. You know, Aaron Carter. Tiffany cares. I can see it on her face. <laughs> so, let's go. You go through all I'm disappointed. Look at that. I'm so disappointed. Okay. okay I just fine. So, Matt, I haven't talked to you since when we, after we did our fight and flow a year ago. You started dating someone that I, I also knew from college. So she happened oh, to yeah. live or no, she was dating a guy that lived with my ex-boyfriend. So I dated this guy named Isaac. He owned Bad Manor. She lived with him? No, no, no. Her boyfriend at oh, the time okay, okay, also, okay. he was a, um, it doesn't he matter. was security at his bar. Okay. So she was always at his house. Okay. Was it TJ? I don't remember his name, but I do know her because <laughs> she was always over there and she seemed really cool. And I was like, oh my gosh, this is such a small world. Matt is not dating this girl. And her name was also Danielle, right? <laughs> you just have a type. Her name, the names are usually Danielle. <laughs> my middle name is Danielle. <laughs> Uh-oh. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. No, yeah, you're right. Okay. Um, it's a universe. Thing. I don't know. Yeah. No, so yeah. how, how, I'm just curious. Because we're all from the same, is that how you guys met was, because you guys, did you work at Magnolia's? Because she worked at Magnolia's, right? She, she worked at a couple different places, including Bad Manor. Um, right, so right. She, she was actually the bartender upstairs on the night of my first fight, which was in Bad Manor. Mm-hmm. So, so is that how you guys served, met? She served my dad and I and, and our group of friends, our celebra- like celebration shots uh-huh wow we didn't we didn't meet though uh-huh. so like i i distinctly remember my dad like making comments about her and like hitting on her <laughs> <laughs> like creepy old man but 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 i never i never interacted with her i was dating but, someone she was dating someone you so, worked like, at we, never college, right? college. we never met in college but we had so many overlaps mm. where she was she was dating a guy on the rugby team and i was living with one of the rugby team guys and they would come over all the time and like I never met her when the, when she was in parties in my loft downtown. That's crazy. Like, that is we, weird. We, the first time we met was when I picked her up at the airport and she moved into my apartment. That's the first what? time we yeah. met in person. Shut up. So she she watched Love Is Blind, recognized me from college. For, like we've refriended on on Instagram. <laughs> Talked for ten days on the phone. So Elsie, you know this well, like yeah. the same kind of like theme for each day, progressive day. <laughs> You're like, okay, let's do this. I structured the whole thing. <laughs> I structured the whole thing. So I was like, day one, we're talking about our hobbies. Day two, we're talking about our profession and our goals. Day three, we're talking about family and friends. Day four, we're talking about finances. Day like six, we're talking about sex. Seven, religion. Eight, etc. We get to day 10. <laughs> And instead of proposal day, where in love is blind, you propose through a wall. I said, "Hey, <laughs> moved in together. Screw this pandemic. Fly across the country. Yeah. Move in with me. We'll cool up together." What? Okay, Matt, you're Were an entrepreneur. You Did you record any <laughs> of insane. any of this? 
Like, did you get any, any, like, I would have been recording every phone call if I would have known that like, okay, I got off a dating show and this is a good idea. And I'm a smart businesswoman. If I, if I'm on day one and I'm like thinking maybe this is something and I'm going to structure it this way, you're recording. I'm recording. Yes. A hundred percent. That's psycho. I did not record her calls. No. Yeah. I don't (laughs) feel like that. But I journal, I journal every day. So like I I track important life life moments and events and and like exact words and what people look like and all that kind of stuff so just like, like vampire diaries because you know oh my god <laughs> so like so this whole process was tracked and like like brian moot is now in, in dallas he yeah. interviewed us like every couple yeah. of weeks on his show because like he was like how's this experience? he interviewed you all every know that wait he ended up interviewing every couple every couple weeks yeah okay so me oh and so Matt, he saw the demise well no Okay. Oh. So me and so you Matt, guys stopped interviewing when you broke up, or you like just told him that. I mean, we were together for eight months, so like the series kind of stopped like maybe four months in or so. Okay. Uh, okay. Because they're like, okay, you're happy. This is a report. And honestly, like we're still in a good direction. We just decided yeah. we didn't want to like like be life partners. Like we're friends. I talked to her a couple days ago too. Yeah, she's very nice. I met her. I I've met her like a couple times, and she's she's very sweet. But like. Uh, yeah, the interview, the first interview you did with, with Brian Moot was with both of us, with me and Matt. And yeah, right. <laughs> I remember hearing about this and I was like, Matt, what the fuck are you yeah. doing? And he would just, or you had just moved in or you had just decided to move in or something like that. And I was like, uh, yeah, I think it was like a week or two. In. I think it was maybe like right before you moved in or right before she decided. I don't know. But I was like, Matt, you're absolutely freaking nuts. Like I, you're an idiot. Like this is insane. And then but, I, I mean, put my foot in my mouth because it ended up being fine. But, but overall, it was like a, a good experience. It was a beautiful. Experience. So you guys yeah. just you mutually decided that you would not be good life partners. Yeah. So I mean, we got a lot of reps, right? We couldn't leave the house. She had asthma, so we were very, very serious on the whole cold COVID thing. Mm-hmm. So like, I'm usually like LC can attest. Like, I'm I'm usually very social, like like at events, meeting mm-hmm. people, all that kind of stuff. Like, very drastic life change. Mm-hmm. My career up to that point was all events. I was I was like putting on eight or nine events a year around the world, traveling a lot. That went away. So like I, I poured all of my time, energy, effort into this experiment. And I hadn't been in a relationship in five years since the girl that judged me for doing yoga, uh, <laughs> since we broke up. That was obviously so I've been single for five years. I go straight into cohabitation and <laughs> I, I have this mirror, this like, this like God sculpted mirror that like I instantly fell in love with that I was insanely attracted to. And that had all of my triggers for childhood trauma and relationship baggage and all the things. And, and I was the same for her. And we got to like, just double down and work on all this stuff together for, for eight months. And, you know, we, we fought like crazy. We loved like crazy. And, and it was, it was a wild ride, but at the end of it, we were like, you know, we knew (laughs) this, this is not like a life thing. This is like Mm -hmm. a very focused, we help each other level up, grow, evolve, let go of stuff you know, take on stuff and, uh, and we're better. There's just a reason for the season. And Mm -hmm. and we left and within two weeks we had both met our next person and we both talked to each other about it and through it and encouraged each other to lean into it. That's why we're both both with those people. So it was like literally our like inflection points for the next relationship happened on the same day too. Wow. when When we expressed how we felt, when we like, you know, leaned into the physical side of it, when like all those things happen, like aligned, 
if mm-hmm. it was nuts. And, and then that whole thing with like no coincidences, like totally believe that. Like, 100%. like Danielle, for me, we call each other, each other's dragon. Um, and it's like a, it's like a pet name, like, you know, whatever. Uh-huh. The meaning behind it is from Joseph Campbell's work, uh, Hero with a Thousand Faces, where mm-hmm. he breaks down what the hero's journey is. Yeah, 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 Every hero sure. goes through a death and rebirth, oh. a departure, a you training, have to have your hero's journey. trials, and then, and then they face their dragon. Yeah. Facing the dragon is that all of the trials of the hero all mm. combined into one being that they have to face. And it's not about beating someone else. It's about facing their own ego and all the okay. like, manifestations of their ego in another. Right. So like, that's what we were for each other. We like slayed each other's dragon. Mm. We felt whole and ready to move forward. And we did. Okay. I'm not going to cool. lie. When I saw you guys calling each other dragon, I was like, this is annoying. But now I feel like an asshole. I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah. Like, look, but honestly, you, there's you tiny through, little. Uh, yeah. You can go through say, life worried about what other, what other people think. Yeah. Like, that's fair. I, I knew like a public, like, pet yeah. would get me made fun of by like my group chat guy friends. It would get, you know, strangers that follow me on social media, whatever. But like, it, it meant something to me. Yeah. Right. Like, who cares? Don't exactly. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, who gives a fuck what I think? I, I wasn't in the relationship. Who cares? But, but like, that's a good, that's also a good indication of like your tiny little judgments mm-hmm. could be something that like you feel like you're lacking. Like, oh, for sure. Not that, not that you're saying like you, you want someone to call you don't want dragon. to call you dragon, but like <laughs> maybe you have to, you have to question sometimes when you do judge other people. Like, oh, for sure. Why am I doing this? Mm-hmm. And I know for me personally, if I catch myself and now I'm pretty good about it immediately, I'm like, why, why am I doing this? Yeah. And it's always because, I wish I could be doing that same exact thing. Oh, yeah. It's like either I'm too scared to or it's something I'm lacking. hundred percent. When I'm talking shit about somebody, it's always because it's something I'm lacking. <laughs> Almost always. 99.9% of the time. <laughs> Unless they're a fucking idiot. Unless some t- the yeah. point one is like, y'all, you just suck. But otherwise the 99.9, right. it's because it's I am personally lacking something that they have. But Matt, it's really cool that you're, I feel like you're super young to be very aware that at the end of the day, all that matters is just keeping yourself where you need to be with your mm-hmm. relationship, with who you're close to. So super cool for you because I, th- I just feel like in general, women do tend to be like a little bit quicker in that progress. So it's it's pretty rare for to, to find a man mm-hmm. at your age calling their girlfriend dragon, little <laughs> dragon. <laughs> no, seriously, I think that's cool. But I know we went like kind of way off the rails here, but I really, you have lived an insane life and I don't even think I knew like half of this shit. So thank you for sharing all that. I feel like Matt and I could write a book together. Oh my God. <laughs> I, I smell a oh, co- The a, F brand. The F, double F. F, F, F uh, double F. F. What's, the, what's a four, not a squared, four. Oh my god. Four gosh. quad. Anyway, quad four. math is hard. Four to but, the four. Four by four. What'd you say? Four to the fourth or four, four by four. I like that too. Four to the fourth. Four to the fourth. Four to the fourth. Four to the fourth. Um, but I, the original like point of having you on this podcast, yeah, speaking of I wanted to talk to you about like, we're gonna, if you have time, we can talk about this and then we can, we can wrap it all up because I do think it's interesting. And who doesn't love Aaron Carter? Uh, everyone. <laughs> speaking of dragons. Speaking of dragons, Aaron Carter is a dragon and maybe Lamar Odom. We don't know, but just explain this situation and then we can be done okay hypothetically (laughs) what would happen if lamar odom and aaron carter got into a ring together 
We're about to find out what Same. would happen. I'm just curious. Uh, what would happen? June 11th would happen. So June 11th. June 11th, 2021. between the NBA star, <laughs> Olympian, six foot ten giant Lamar. Ex-husband Oda. of Khloe Kardashian. <laughs> Ex-husband of Khloe. <laughs> That's all I, I know. Pop star sensation and teenage heartthrob. Aaron Carter. <laughs> I dude, if you're you should be the MC because the way that you just laid that out there. But how can they even fight each other? Are they in the same weight bracket? Like no. I'm confused. No, I think when you're celebrities, it doesn't matter. <laughs> it doesn't matter. You're just celebrities hitting each other. So there are exceptions for fights for entertainment, which okay. is okay. Um, so they do not have to get to the same weight like a professional boxing match would. And and even in something like Brawl for a Cause, they don't have to get to the same like tenth of a weight. Like we have like a okay. range that you can get mm-hmm. into to where it's like legally permissible. Okay. So so that's out the window. It, I mean, it's a it's a complete physical mismatch. What Aaron is banking on is, yeah. is a David and Goliath story. First, sure. yeah, yeah. He has fight in his heart. He has the his, the, his fans behind him, and and one punch could end it. Especially if someone was like, you know, yeah, because he'll punch him in the thigh and he'll fall over. Yeah, (laughs) so that's that's like the hope on Aaron's side, and then Lamar's like, I'm gonna, you know, crush this silly boy. (laughs) So Lauren and I had we had a full conversation about this on the phone because we were just catching up, and so she said, okay, here, blah blah, here's the schedule changes. We're having Matt Thomas on, and he is going to be talking about X Y Z. And when she said to me. That you, we were going to be talking about this fight. I literally bellowed, laughing. I was like, "This is you're, happening." You're kidding me. Well, you know. And then we match. both took sides, like who we thought was going to win. I'm where. Well, who do you think's going to win? Well, my heart says Aaron, but my brain says Lamar. <laughs> See, I I feel like Lamar should win because he's bigger, but I feel like there is some type of like underdog feature to Aaron and he is, he's been through some shit. Okay. But they are both head cases. I'm not sure what could happen. I think they will simultaneously rip each other's ear off while also knocking each other out. And then also OD. And I'm not sure what's going to happen. Oh God. It's a big unknown. Which is why it'll be exciting to, to tune in. I know this is uh, a this is I've wild. never I've never paid to see a fight like that, but like I will be paying to see this. I will watch this. I don't even watch fights, but I will watch. We're this. having a watch party for this, but also Matt, you're fighting in this too, right? Yeah. So so the Matt way that Thomas came about is, is Lamar Lamar lives in Atlanta now. He does He's training at my boxing gym. Uh, the Cater Box. So my coach, Coach Xavier Bad Pads Biggs. His his brother was the first super heavyweight uh, Olympic gold medalist, Tyrell Biggs, fought Tyson, had a great career, and uh, and Biggs uh, signed up to train Lamar because Lamar is built very similarly to his brother, very tall, left-handed, and he's training him exactly like his brother was trained. Mm-hmm. And Aaron is about my height and a little bit lighter than me, <laughs> so Coach came to me and was like, "Hey, we need a sparring partner for Lamar." I was like, who's Lamar? Because I'm not a big basketball oh guy. I don't watch Keeping Up with the Kardashians. Oh, my God. And he points to him. I'm like, Jesus. <laughs> oh, <laughs> that guy? And, uh, and so they, you know, they, he puts me in the ring with them. And, and, uh, and we, we, we start training together for about two months. And Lamar and I become friends. And, and Lamar introduces me to the promoter for celebrity boxing, a guy named Damon Feldman. And, uh, and I talked to Damon. And. I tell him about chess boxing and love is blind and brawl for a cause and, 
And he's like, listen, we got a spot open on the undercard. We would love to, to feature you on the undercard for wow. Lamar and Aaron. And so it, it turned into, you know, like Lamar and I basically teaming up through a training camp to, mm-hmm. to June 11th. And, uh, and we're going to be fighting in Atlantic City. That's so, wow. Um, yeah. Well, I've this never, is just like I've your never, life. Not only have you taken on helping somebody like <laughs> get their own goals, but now you have now put your hands into another basket. <laughs> and you're trying to train yourself at the same time. This is so quintessential Matt Thomas, if I've ever heard anything in my life. Because most people mm-hmm. will be like, I've already got a pretty big feat right now. I'm helping somebody else, you know, fight. I don't know if I can necessarily take this on. But we're just gonna Not start you. calling we're just gonna start calling it a Matt Thomas. Like if you're taking on a lot at Ooh, once, like okay, you're pulling a Matt you're Thomas. Matt Thomas. Like <laughs> I have a lot of help. Otherwise, no, nothing gets done. So uh, <laughs> Yeah, I, but I'm I'm pumped. I, Lamar and I are working hard. We're gonna put on a good show. Wait, so have you ever fought? To, and if you haven't, you should. To I would assume they play music in this boxing gym, right? Yeah. <laughs> so have you ever fought to? I don't know Aaron's party or how I bet how I beat Shaq. Any of the Aaron Carter classics? I so feel like you should fight funny, to an uh, Aaron Carter playlist. Funny coincidence, Shaq is who made the match between what? Lamar and Aaron. Yeah, so Jack, it's Jack, artistry. That is artistry. Jack is pissed off and wants revenge, and so his boy Lamar is going to get in there and knock out Aaron. Oh my God, this story goes deeper than I thought. Before you get wait, too excited, I'm, I'm wait, kidding. Why, who, <laughs> wait, who is pissed off? <laughs> Damn, Matt got me. Matt just lied. It's okay. Yeah, I didn't catch that. Oh, it's so Shaq has nothing to do with it. Oh wait, do you know so the song Aaron, Aaron Carter? Aaron Carter has a oh song. yeah, yeah, okay, okay. I was like, wait, I he said yeah, Aaron Carter. Uh, but Shaq Aaron, said, that? oh my god. Oh. Yeah, Aaron Carter has a song, "How I Beat Shaq." He has Shaq a music video with Shaq in it, where he's like uh, dunking on Shaq, and he's like a fourteen-year-old kid, right? And so the story, the story with this fight is Shaq has been holding on to resentment for the mm. past fifteen years, mm-hmm. and is finally exacting his revenge by putting an NBA All Star up against his formal rival, former rival, Aaron Carter. Wow. <laughs> that makes so, so you much totally sense. So I'm going to pretend that that's actually the story because I Credit. love that. <laughs> okay, so you know what's funny through. is I feel like Matt and I have a lot of – not. I feel like we have a lot of weird little overlapping universal things mm-hmm. going on. Yeah. Just from the last six or eight years, we just have yeah. like intertwining – you know, I also have a story about a Backstreet Boy. <gasps> oh, my God. You go on. And I, then we got to wrap it up. We can't keep him hostage like this. So my Backstreet Boy story is from Brian, who is a Backstreet Boy. Lead singer, no big deal. No big deal. But Brian Luttrell. I also have a first for Brian. So he's a big basketball guy. I played basketball like was a – I was the number one point guard in Georgia at the time based off some stats off of like, you know, <laughs> and her skills, hot, whatever. And Elsie, brush her shoulders off right now. Oh, yeah. Please. I'm doing it. Please. She please, said, please, oh, please. Uh, based off some stats. No big deal. Off, well, I, I totally forgot the name of that website. Like Maxim's Hot 100, Top 100. Hot. I was a hometown oh, hottie hot. also. <laughs> I knew that. <laughs> Which is great. Back in the day. So I was a great basketball hometown player. point guard and also hometown hottie for athens um so we were going to a party <laughs> we met brian and then brian invent invited us back to his house 
to play basketball because we were like talking crap about basketball. So we go to this dinner party and then he has a home court where he is a huge Kentucky fan. Like a half court, right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So what's funny is my daughter's dad, he played basketball at Georgia at the time that we were at UGA, Matt, and they beat Kentucky for the SEC championship the year yeah. yeah, yeah. So my daughter's dad, he hit the game winning shot against Kentucky. It was like a whole documentary. It was like a whole thing. <laughs> so um I have had like some hate in my heart for Kentucky just because like it was it was bred in me to have a little bit of hate. So of course when Brian tells me he has part of the old Kentucky basketball floor on his floor, Uh-oh. I was like, Well, I bet you that I could beat oh, you one on one on your home court. And so Brian was like, I've never lost one-on-one on my home court. Bring it on. <laughs> so Bert records the whole thing. It was like an hour and 30 minutes. You can find minutes. this on YouTube, by the way. You can. <laughs> and I hate to give any spoiler alerts, but I was the first person. She wiped his ass. To ever beat Brian <laughs> on his home court. And I spanked his butt. And she it said, got dirty. I literally took shoes off. I was literally bleeding from head to toe because he like <laughs> we were both scratched up. It got so aggressive. Like I was never event bucket list. Like that's all the things. That's badass. And that's how <laughs> Tiffany ruined my chance of being a friends with the Backstreet Boys. <laughs> okay, no, we were actually we were semi friends after that, but I feel like no no no, we were friends. I demand a rematch, but with Nick Carter and me, it, he will never have another first. He will never have another first loss in his house because I took it. I you took his I first. the cherry. Yeah, that's great. That's so, great. Aaron Carter, <laughs> Brian Latrell, we both we both have that. There we go. There we go. Full circle. The it's universe. It's exactly the same. It's exactly. Pop stars. Let's go. Yeah, we love hitting. <laughs> we love just beating pop stars down. Is what the thing is here. We're teaching them a lesson, you know? That's fair. Okay, no. But <laughs> I, we have already kept you for like entirely way this too long. has been a lot of things wrapped I, up in one. Yeah. But we have like, we'll hang out soon. And I have to ask the rest of my questions because I feel like I have 10,000 more. Um, but just kind of to wrap it all up, tell us where people can find you, what you have going on right oh, now. Thanks. If you want to announce anything that you have going on, it's, it's fine. Whatever. Also, if you can, any workouts, like if you can book one-on-one with you <laughs> yeah, yeah, or yeah. like if you have any more um, workouts in the park like you did before at all Piedmont Park, all the things. If there's anything coming up, pitch yourself. yourself out. Uh, yeah, just at moving with Matt on Instagram. That's the hub for most most things I'm I'm doing. Um, Fight and flow is on a WAP call. Fight and flow is a WAP situation. We all know what that means. <laughs> Matt will have his shirt off. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> The app is called Wham, which is why those two <laughs> things got connected. Wham, yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, I get how so that happened. Wham, we are a movement. Uh, Wham. Fight and Flow is featured on that, so you can have you can like build your own workout. I programmed workouts. You have access to forty nine other celebrity trainers just through get, like buying the app. Uh, like okay, so this is through Wham. Wham is the yeah, is the name of the Not app. app. Yep. Um, so that's a workout app that you can book all different types of things so your workout flow is on that hosting site so fight and flows library is exclusively through wham so okay, cool. okay i'm gonna look for that gets you access to fight and flow but it also gets you access to 49 other celebrity trainers so like victoria's secret models nfl guys like the whole mm-hmm. like the, the whole gamut they try to cover every every base 
Mm-hmm. Um, so that's that's where you can find more Fight and Flow or just at Fight and Flow on, on Instagram. And then, um, yeah, the, the June 11th, the pay-per-view is live. You can pre-order it. Um, if you just Google Lamar versus Aaron, it'll, it'll come up. Oh, I will. And, uh, are you taking any local clients? Are you doing any workouts soon? Are you too busy to do like one-on-one <laughs> stuff anymore? Yeah, I'm really asking it's for tough to take on one-on-one clients. I, I, I you know, I, I try to deter one-on-one clients. Like, join me on the app, join a class. Mm-hmm. Um, if maybe if if you know we're a great fit and it's it's worthwhile. Okay, cool. Um, but but yeah, in general, like if you want to engage in fight and flow, the app is a great way to do it. And uh, and I'll do classes around town or virtually. Um, awesome. So then, how can we find where you're doing? virtual classes like do you post it anywhere is there a newsletter or you just post it on your social media yeah so so wednesday the wednesday in may um i gonna say it's may 16th but i might just be making up that that's a wednesday uh lululemon is sponsoring one at Westside provisions so that's that's like yeah. one to put on the calendar and come out to it. it's free so you can experience fight and flow for free i have been to one of those with you not you weren't teaching it mm-hmm. it's fun yeah, yeah, they're they're a good time, and then uh, and then yeah. Otherwise, I'll I'll I'll, I'll always post about stuff or, or do stories. So Instagram is, is probably the best way to, to okay, stay cool. in touch. But fightandflow.co is the website, and uh, and at fightandflow on Instagram. Okay. Um, and then all the you know, we didn't even talk about this, but if you're into mindfulness and and movement during the workday, I'm a partner at a corporate wellness company called Wellfests, and we do corporate wellness 15 minute breaks throughout the workday. And we're about to launch a public facing calendar for that. So it's not just going to be our B2B clients. It'll be B2C clients. And, oh, uh, and cool. you can just sign up to, to take little breaks from looking at a screen or from, um, you know, sitting. And, uh, and, and so you'll have everything just virtually like where you can. That's yeah. Cool. yeah every, everything is like through Zoom or through audio. Uh, so we, we have a clubhouse weekly club Wednesdays at 6 p.m. Oh, nice. I and, love clubhouse. Uh, and, and then we do we do most of our sessions through Zoom. That's so, so cool. Yeah. Any of that stuff? I'm getting a t-shirt that says that. What? We Zoom. We Zoom. We, Zoom. we do mostly Zooms. Yeah. <laughs> yeah and then if y'all heard- 2020 was weird. We mostly Zoom. <laughs> <laughs> mostly we do. Yeah. I mean- Especially 2020. Yeah. Um, and then if you've heard of Georgia followers, I'm a, I'm an equity partner, Georgia followers. We're doing a lot more events as the world is opening yeah. back up. So Wednesday night chess club, monthly FIFA tournament, bunch of like promotions for local bars and clubs coming up. Uh, so if you, if you aren't, if you're in Georgia and you aren't already following Georgia followers, what are you doing? Go ahead. I mean, seriously, follow them. Follow them. Tiffany's okay. making a face. She's not following them. I'm, I'm following a, them. Though. I'm an alien. I don't know. I Tiffany feel like is. I don't know any of the things. She's an alien. I, I gotta help her out sometimes. I live under a rock sometimes. <laughs> but yeah, that's thank- all. Thanks so much for having me on. Yes, I, I, thank you so so much. Thank you for so great A to Z following all the shenanigans that are permission to enter. We yeah. will take you in a lot of different places. So thank you for mm-hmm. for being cool with it. Yeah, I appreciate the journey and and appreciate the permission to enter. It's, it's yeah. all about the dash. Well, we yeah. really derailed here, but I think it was. I, I learned a lot. Honestly, I did learn journey, so much bro. about you, Matt. I'm so, I love it. But now we gave you permission to enter, but now you have permission, permission to exit. exit. Oh, we have never done it together. We have wow. never once ever. We came a long way. That's what the song said. And I could do all things. I could do all things. Yeah, I could do 
walkers Yeah, yeah, we came a long way That's what the songs say And I can do all things I can do all things I can do all things Yeah, yeah, I'm not afraid of the moment I'm not afraid, I can't hold it I gotta show em. Gotta get up in the morning I gotta do it for Kobe Lately I'm zoning Lately I know where I'm going Taking whatever controller Show me opponents Show me opponents I got a gift and I'm starting to own it Yeah, yeah, we came a long way And that's what the songs say And I can do all things I can do all things Yeah, I can do all things Yeah, yeah, we came a long way And that's what the songs say And I can do all things And I can do all things And I can do all things Yeah, yeah, we came a long way and that's what the songs say And I can do all things I can do all things I can do all things Yeah, yeah We came a long way And that's what the songs say And I can do all things I can do all things I can do all things Yeah, yeah Shout to the city that raised me Shout to the people that made me I'm from the 80s I don't think mumbling wavy I grew up black on a Jay-Z Maybe I'm crazy I ain't been wondering lately Feel like it's there for the taking Feel like I'm good with the changes Know who I am And that's the most dangerous statement yeah, yeah, we came a long way, and that's what the songs say. And I can do all things, I can do all things, yeah, I can do all things. Yeah, yeah, we came a long way, and that's what the songs say. And I can do all things, I can do all things, I can do all things. Yeah, yeah, we came a long way, and that's what the songs say. And I can do all things, I can do all things, I can do all things. Yeah, yeah, we came a long way, and that's what the songs say. And I can do all things, I can. Do all things, man. I can do all things. Yeah, yeah. I check the scoreboard, know what I'm good for. When I check the scoreboard, man, I'm thinking too far. Man, that's what I'm good for. Yeah, yeah. When I check the scoreboard, I know what I'm good for. When I check the scoreboard, man, I'm thinking too far. And I know what I'm good for. Yeah, yeah. Cause we came a long way, and that's what the songs say. And I can do all things. I can do all things. Yeah, I can do all things. Yeah, yeah. We came a long way, and that's what the songs say. And I can do all things, I can do all things, I can do all things, yeah, yeah, we came a long way, and that's what the songs say, and I can do all things, I can do all things, I can do all things, yeah, yeah, we came a long way, and that's what the songs say, and I can do all things, I can do all things, man, I can do all things, yeah, yeah.